Welcome to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about Izamal. It is a small town in the Yucatan. It's normally thought of as a day trip from other locations, whether it's Merida or Valladolid. But I'm going to make you think differently and think of this as a destination by itself. So let me tell you a little bit about it. I said it was very small. There's only 16,000 residents. So that's how small it is. And that's why people do think of it as a day trip. But there's so much more. The Secretary of Tourism did name Izamal as a public magical, which is they've named about 130 small cities and towns. Has They've given them this designation because there's something special about them culturally or from the, from the beauty of the town. So I think... You know, when I tell you a little bit about this town, I hope that you think it was worthy of a separate episode. The first thing that everyone wants to know about this town is why is it yellow? This is the most amazing small town where every single building is a bright kind of um, Cornish color yellow. It's like a, a an unbelievable hue. And you know, when the sun's setting or it's just so photogenic. And so everybody wants to know, why is the entire town yellow? There's several stories, but the one that's always told is that in preparation for the Pope's visit in 1993, they painted the town yellow because it was his favorite color. Um, I've heard that's not necessarily true because it was yellow prior to 1993, but maybe there's some truth to the story in that um, it was Maybe not every town, or maybe they spruced it up in in preparation for the Pope. I've also heard it's yellow because the Mayans worshipped corn, and it's the color of corn. So either way, it's a monochromatic city, which there's only five in the world. So that's what makes this so special. And when I said it's photogenic, I'm not kidding you. You would not believe how... Um, odd it feels to be in a city that every single thing is yellow. But it's a lot of fun, and I hope you get to visit it. So what's there to do? The biggest attraction is the convent of St. Anthony of Padua. It was built in 1561, and it was built on an ancient Mayan worship center. It was originally used to convert the Mayan people to Catholicism. It's still an active church and one of the oldest in all of the Americas. But what's the most interesting about it is that it is so, the courtyard is so huge. So when you think of famous Catholic churches, you think of the Vatican. And if you've ever been there and walked into that main square, you will just be, your breath will be taken away. This, the the convent of St. Anthony of Padua in Isimal is the second largest So everyone talks about the Vatican, but no one ever has mentioned what's the second largest, which is in Mexico, in Izamal. So this is a huge destination, and it is really worth a visit to see this. There's tours. You can can learn more about the history, and it's definitely worth a visit. I've heard at night, when the sun goes down, they actually do a light show. And you can see how they light it all up. And because it's all yellow, it just gives a a really interesting effect. The second thing I would do is the largest Mayan ruin in Isamal is actually walking distance from this convent. It's, you know, a few blocks away, and it's a pyramid. It's about 115 
feet high with 10 levels. Um, you can walk up it, and it's dedicated to the solar god. So it's really exciting to be able to be in such a small place and have such a huge church and square and then ancient ruins walking distance away. Um, another really fun thing to do in this town is to rent ATVs. Now, this is something I haven't seen everywhere. Some of the cities and towns are too big, but because Isamel is small and quaint, you can rent ATVs. And it, it's just really exciting to be able to see people running, driving around on these four-wheel vehicles. They, they tour around the town, and they can actually go out and see cenotes and things that are on the outskirts of the town with this. So that's really fun and exciting. This town is very artistic. It has an artisan center where they sell a lot of the things that the people in Isamal make. So they make hammocks. So you'll be able to find gorgeous, all different types of hammocks, paper mache, jewelry. But what I found really interesting, so this is for those of you that speak Spanish. I think you'll be able to do this. I'm not sure I could do this without a tour guide. Is not only can you visit the big artisan center in the town, you can go and there's signs outside of these designated families that are making these products. You can knock on their houses. Their houses are their stores and their factories. So you can knock, there, there's a official sign and you can just knock on the door and the family that makes hammocks, this is the only official family in Isamal that's doing this in their home, basically as a factory. You can go in and see what they're making. You can buy things directly from them. Um, I can imagine that people that sell some of these products all over the world have come and, you know, been able to export these products. There's another um, gentleman who makes the paper mache, and he has a sign on his home. And these are on the outskirts of Isamel, but if you had an ATV and you knew where you were going, you could go knock on the door, and he shows you. And what he's famous for is making paper mache butterflies. And they can be as much as like a foot and a half wide to small. And there's a whole process that he makes these, and he um, there's some butterflies that are um, kind of from this region, and he creates them in paper mache. He's so famous that um, there was a big art show in Paris, and they flew him there and paid all his expenses, he said, and um, he was able to display a lot of his art. People use his butterflies to create art also. I was in Art Basel in Miami, and I swear, I think I saw his butterflies. I saw a few unbelievable art installations. And after I saw his butterflies, I know they were his butterflies on a huge dome or on a wall flying up. And um, that's pretty cool and pretty interesting. And uh, I will say, I don't believe these families speak English. And so unless you go with the tour guide, it'll probably be a little bit difficult to knock on their door and communicate. But it's something really special about this town in this region. There's also one for jewelry making. There's a whole list of them. So um, if you're interested and you're in Isamal, you could ask at the Artisan Center that's selling all their products in town that you want to visit the family or the, the, the place where they're made. And I'm sure they would tell you all about it. So that's really exciting. The other thing to do is cenotes. And I, I think I may have mentioned in another episode but there was an asteroid about 66 million years ago off the coast of the Yucatan, and there's a ring around Merida where there are sunken caves and caverns and holes that became cenotes, which are swimming holes. 
and this is very famous, and Ismael's actually on the ring around Merida. So you can um, visit many, many cenotes. I'm going to only call out one, and it's San Istro, I-S-I-D-R-O, and it's about 50 minutes away from Ismael. It's the same distance from Merida, but it's one that has pull. It's, it's very built up for tourists. Some of these cenotes that you'll find, they're literally a ladder down to a swimming hole. And unless you're extremely adventuresome and they don't have um, life vests and stuff. So I personally don't recommend people going there unless you're extremely experienced. But somewhere like San Istero, it is, you know, life jackets. There's, you know, snack bars. There's pools outside to hang out eating areas. They even have um, cool places you can stay overnight. So places like that, I think, are more um, set up for tourists, and I do think that's a good idea. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about the food. There are two restaurants I want to call out. Kanish Izamal, and that is the highest rated restaurant in Izamal, and I did get to go there. I would say it's mid-priced. I think our meals were maybe 10 or $12. But what was really interesting is the cocktails. They were artisanal. They used ingredients from the region, and they were gorgeous. They were strong drinks, but they were really worth ordering. And again, they had a lot of good local food. The other restaurant, Restaurant Zamna, um, I did not get there, but Everyone also raves about that. It's a little more casual of a place, but equally as fun. As far as accommodations, there are several hotels, not near as many choices as other cities because it is so small, but more and more is popping up. I saw some three-bedroom places for about $190 a night, four-bedroom for about 400 a night. So these are actually a little more expensive than some of the cities, but I think because there's so few of them, and those that are there are very high quality. Like the one that was four bedroom for about $400 a night, they had indoor pools, outdoor pools. I mean, these are extremely high-end luxury type places. I even found one five-bedroom place that was 1100 a night. But again, this is out of like architectural digest. So I think there is something for everyone. Um, the hotels were pretty reasonable at 30 to $35 a night. And a lot of them look wonderful with lots of character. So I guess there's one other thing that I wanted to mention to you is how to get there. I told you, I think I mentioned it's about an, it's about an hour from Merida. Um, and what, how I got there may have not been the best way. I took an Uber because I, in Merida, you can take Ubers. So for maybe it was $30 and it was like a less than an hour drive. We got to the city with no problem at all, but then I had no way back. And and the taxis in Isamal are local cars that may be 20, 30 years old. And um, the, they were so kind to us, to my daughter and I, but I don't think they, one, they didn't speak English. Second, they know where Merida is. And I don't think their cars were car were like road worthy for trips that long. They finally got us to a to one taxi that had a car that looked a little bit more 
um, roadworthy, and he did take us back for about the same price as the Uber, and we made it back. But um, it's just something to remember. You can arrange private drivers, and you can take a bus. You could do either one. But taking the Uber um, without a plan back, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought, of course the Uber will come pick me up. But they don't even show up when you go to the city of Ismail. So just something to remember. I hope this discussion and this episode made you realize that Ismail can be so much more than a day trip. I think I'd recommend staying there for two to three days, especially if you're renting a place with a pool where you can do some relaxing. You can actually check out some of these artisans, look at some of this, you know, go and look at some of the ruins and check out some cenotes while you're there. If you like this episode, check out the others in my series and stay tuned for more Travels with Alicia.